Hey, I'm Andy. Hi, I'm Yunuqua. And we're the hosts for the Kings of Hearts podcast. Welcome back on to the Kings of Hearts podcast. It is your co-host Andy here. Wanted to just introduce to you this podcast episode where Yunuqua and I unpack and get into our King's Code. This was a big surprise to us because we actually thought that we had spoken or done an episode on the King's Code already and I guess we haven't so here we are going into the 12 principles of what we consider what makes a king. So uh, we go deep, we take it one code at a time, we have a dialogue about it and then deconstruct how you can take this code and implement and integrate it into your life. So we trust that you enjoy this episode. Leave a comment if you're listening to some audio clips on Instagram on what your takeaway is. Otherwise, sit back and enjoy. Cheers. Alrighty, welcome back to the Kings of Hearts podcast, everyone. It's another episode with my brother, Yanukwa, and myself here. And today we're going to be diving into the infamous, the one and the only, the King's Code. And honestly, bro, like I'm sort of surprised that we haven't done this yet. <laughs> given, given the code, given that the code has been like three to four years old, and that it's the bread and butter and the sort of the the blueprint for a lot of the programs and the services we offer. And I'm not I'm not beating us up here for anything. I'm just stating the obvious and better better late than never. Exactly. As as some people have you heard that saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's um it's an old saying. <laughs> Probably a stoic philosopher who was running late to his Stoic meeting said it's better late than never, and then wrote it in the history books. And now here we are. And now here we are. All right. <laughs> so what we're gonna do today is we're gonna be we're gonna be diving into each code. There's 12 of them. And we came up with these 12 coming out of our four pillars, which yep. is which is self-awareness, character, vulnerability, service. Awesome. So we extracted three codes out of each pillar. And we believe that this, this code and these pillars too are the foundation of the king, the king of hearts. Uh, what, what makes a king a king, in, at least in our kingdom. There's, yeah. many, there's many kings from many other different kingdoms, from different realms, from different dimensions, from different worlds, and from different galaxies. So this is yeah. ours. This is yeah. our version, right? Yeah. And why did we choose to do this? Uh, you instigated this. So I'm going to just throw it in your court for a moment. Do you mean instigated the, the codes or instigated this conversation? This conversation. Ah, yes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who spurred it. I don't know who said it. However, men need a code to live by. Mm. We need something as an anchor we need something as a blueprint, as our foundation that we can come back to when, when we navigate life mm. with consciousness, with love, with an open heart, with a grounded awareness. Mm. And from my humble perspective, to have these pillars, these codes 
helps in that, helps in the discernment, helps in doing the audit, helps remind me what I'm working on. Because yeah, there are some days you wake up and for whatever reason, you're like, oh my goodness, why am I here? What am I doing? What is my purpose? What is my drive? Mm-hmm. And if in those moments you can turn back to the original blueprint, to your pillars, you can, for me at least, I'm comforted by the fact that I have something that is a little bit more rigid and grounded than my emotions that go and come. Mm. Right. And so for me, the code, whatever the code is, and coming out of this call, if you don't like our codes, great, make your own up. Right. Make sure they're in alignment with who you are and where you want to go. And it's coming from a place of love and a full cup and go from there. And so I wanted to have this conversation on our podcast just to get guys. If you don't have a code, get one. And if you need one to start with, use ours until it serves you. And da, 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 da. so I'll, I'll stop there. It's really cool. Yeah. I talk about code and, and like the, the set of <clears throat> principles, like you can call it virtues, principles, code. I'm a big fan of this stuff. And, you know, I believe that it's, it's become really popular in men's work. And I know, I know that for sure. One of the, one of the original inspirations for men's work industry community to adopt codes for men is derived from the samurai culture the samurai virtues, which they call the, the Bushido code. And have you ever, have you heard of the Bushido code before? I've heard of the term. I don't know of the, like the constituents of what the code makes up. Yeah. Super, super cool. Yeah. I, I don't know the, con- I can't remember the constituents either. Good word, by the way, constituents. <laughs> I, but I do remember feeling inspired by it. And here's the thing that, and this is just my opinion is adopt any code that resonates with your soul, roll with it for a while mm-hmm. to the point where you don't need it anymore. Yeah. To the point where you start to develop your own, your own code as you, as you bring more self-awareness in your life, more character through living life experiences. Mm-hmm. And you'll start to, you'll start to identify these unique, uniquely yours. What, it, what are they? And we use 12, your code could be like three. Yeah. <laughs> it could be six. It could be nine. I like multiples of three. It could be 12. You know, yeah. It could be 15, right? So, and you know, I'm always, I'm always a big advocate of the simpler, the better. Sometimes mm-hmm. less is more, right? Yeah. You can go deeper with less. So just know that, you know, we're going to be sharing these 12 points. Adopt, you know, take what, what lands, leave the rest or adopt this code. Take it, you can do like a 12 day challenge or something. Be like, Hey, one day at a time. I'm going to, today I'm going to exercise number one day four. I'm going to exercise number four and experience the code because knowing the code is one thing and experiencing the code is a whole other thing. Yep. Right. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. This is just instruct. This is an instruction uh, tape right now. Just uh, showing you how to use the thing that we're going to communicate soon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're going to read the instructions before you use the product. Yeah. I think, I think what we're doing is a beautiful preface because it's like now you can apply any code that you see from anywhere, right? Any guidelines, 
and then go and apply. So I think this is great what we're offering. Yeah. So let me read that. There's a paragraph here that sums up the code. And I'm going to read this part at least. Right. I know we said we're going to do some tweaking to some of the verbiage eventually, but this, I think this one, it really still lands. The King's Code, 12 principles manifested from the four pillars of awareness, character, vulnerability, and service. It is the inner compass for the King of Hearts, the foundation on which a conscious man, a conscious King aligns himself with those around him and the world he lives in. Let this code be the reminder to stay tethered to living consciously and to show up grounded in love, truth, and positivity. Amen. Sounds so like a prayer. Sounds like a prayer. It. Sounds like a prayer, right? Spelling, yeah. <laughs> Casting of spells. Here we go. Yeah. So let's start us off, man. Um, we're gonna we're gonna list. This is how it's gonna work. We're gonna list the code, and then we're and then Yunoko and, Yunoko and I are gonna have a a brief dialogue. We're gonna go deep, like we always do. We're gonna unpack it, and we're gonna move on to the next one. Lead us off, bro. Okay. First one. Emotions are your indicators, not dictators. That's a classic one. <laughs> That's a classic and, one. And, and honestly, bro, like, yeah, dude, it's so good because I feel like this has been one of your lines for so long. Mm -hmm. And it yeah. was to the point where it's like, of course, this needs to be uh, as part of our code. Yeah, I, I remember a mentor of mine said that mm. when I was going through a lot in my life. And it definitely turned on. A light bulb. It was a light bulb moment for me, and it has forever stayed with me. Um, that my emotions are here to guide me and help me, and they don't need to override or um, take over the driving, take over the wheel, so to speak. <laughs> you just literally stole the words out of my mouth. I was going to say that. So yeah. so yeah, this one is always a beautiful reminder, and of course, it's it's it, it comes from that self awareness piece, right? The first three are coming from that awareness piece. So again, just being mindful and aware that your emotions are indicators. They're there to help you. And I always tell guys, think of it like in a car. When the yellow light comes on, you don't pump the brakes and stop and freak out. You're like, oh, okay, guess what? My gas light came on. Cool. Depending on certain models, I know I have 50 kilometers until I'm empty. Great. Good to know. You don't freak out when the yellow light comes on. Yeah. Maybe when the red light comes on and even then you can still respond and not react. Okay, great. The engine light has come on. It's red. If you're driving, consciously pull over to the side of the road, put the car in park, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you're not driving, see the red light and jump out of the vehicle. <laughs> and then, and then be like, Oh, I have no car. Oh, the other people that I'm affecting. Yeah. I'll stop there because I, I, I like that. I like that. I like the car, the car light signals and that's a great analogy. And yeah, yeah. like when, the, when the fuel, fuel light goes on, you don't just go, Oh my God. And you just do like a crazy U-turn, like, 
Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious. All, all of a sudden, you're going like 150 kilometers an hour straight to the gas station. Like, I can't go out of gas. I can't lose gas. It's like, no way. It's like, it's just letting you know. You still got, you got time. It's information for you mm-hmm. to respond, not react. Amen. And, and that's what, you know, when, in, when emotions are indicators, that's something that you could expect yourself to behave in, in such a way of you'll be able to respond because you have the necessary information that resides in your feelings and emotions and body instead of reacting to life as a, you know, a lot of us do. Boom. Bada bing, bada boom. And <laughs> maybe one last thing I'll say too, is just like a really good little tr- like trick of the trade. If you want to call it that is instead of using the statement, I am sad or I am happy or I am angry, rephrase that a little bit. And instead of saying that, say, I feel, or I am experiencing, I'm currently, I am experiencing a lot of joy right now, or currently I am feeling some sadness at the moment or loneliness. And why is that a trick of the trade? It's because we don't over identify with that emotion as I am. Yeah. It's not you. Your emotions aren't you. But as you know, we've talked about this many times, we have to be aware of the language that we use. If you, if you keep reiterating to yourself, I am sad, I am sad, I am sad, I am sad. Guess what? You become that in which you speak, to the, speak out to the world consistently. Yep. So switch that language up. Well said. I love that little caveat there. That's great. Very good. Next okay. one. <laughs> Number two, go. Number two, lead with curiosity. I love this one because we get to ask questions. You get, you get to get creative with ask, asking questions. And maybe this curiosity piece, it could be inner, meaning like getting curious with yourself mm-hmm. or it could be curiosity as in maybe someone that you're relating with or is you're in conversation with at the moment or you're navigating co- conflict with to get mm-hmm. curious. And for me, at least in my own personal life, curiosity always creates more space, yep. more room. It slows things down. There's no, there's not a lot of projecting happening in the, like, for example, in the, in the midst of like some sort of argument or conflict, if you ask a question versus state your stance, chances are it's just going to land that much better. And you also get to explore what you can't currently cannot see. Yeah. Chances are if you if you want to challenge your 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 ego and you want to see something that you currently cannot see, lead with curiosity. Yeah. Ask yourself those deep questions, those maybe simple questions. And I think that this sort of works a, a little bit in tandem with the first code. And it's like, okay, your emotion, let's say loneliness, let's say loneliness arises, get curious, ask loneliness, hey, why are you here? Have you been here before? Is this a pattern? When's the last time you felt this way, Andy? And just get curious with yourself. And so that's one of the reasons why it's, it's, it's on the code because we're, we're training leaders as a part of Kings of Hearts. And a part of leadership is pausing and getting curious before 
stating or before commenting or before giving wisdom even, you know? Yep. It's great. It's really good. I really love that you said around the curiosity piece, it, it creates space because it does. And it also, it, it also, it also tells the other person low key that I don't have all the answers. And to me, I love that in leadership. Mm. Um, I think it's John Maxwell who, who says, great leaders asks great questions. Yeah. I think it was him. Yeah. He's and, a legend. And I think that's powerful. And so when you get curious, you ask great questions, you create space, you slow things down, and then you can, to the best of your ability, collect all the data available to then go and make the play, to then go respond. Yeah. That's what I got. <laughs> Amazing. All Number right. three. Number three. Number three is for you. Thank you. <laughs> Surround yourself with a conscious tribe. Tribe. Yeah. Um, we wrote in here, you're the average of the five people you invest most of your time and energy with. And I, I completely agree with that. And I'll follow up. I'll follow it up and say, as part of your conscious tribe, also make sure that they're not just yes men. Mm, yeah. And we've talked about this before more than once, and I'll say it again here, like surround yourself with men who you know can hold you up, that can gut check you, that can reflect to you what you're doing well, that can reflect to you where you're playing small, all mm. from a place of love, because they also want to see you win. Mm. And that's just as important. That's just as important. Mm. So that's what comes up for me. Yeah, for me, like the other texture to this is just around, it's really speaking to that lone wolf piece uh, where a lot of us default to, right? It's like, mm -hmm. And oftentimes you and I said, like, there's a time and place for, you know, for some solo independence. And there's a time and place that where we need to be thriving together and coming back into community. The line that you like to use a lot is, you know, a wise man once said, you want to go far? <laughs> If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe, maybe another stoic said that, huh? <laughs> maybe this, maybe the same stoic that said better late than never, <laughs> but it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Are you in it for the long game? Or are you in it for the fast game? There's no right or wrong. Yeah. There's no good or bad. There's no better or worse, but let's just, let's just preface here and say, when you when you when you choose the long game, you can create a really strong foundation. Things just last longer if you dedicate time, effort, patience to what you're building. And if you do it with a with a crew, guess what? You're going to be reflected blind spots. You're going to be shown things that you cannot currently see. Mm -hmm. Another another wise man or woman once said, two eyes are better than one." <laughs> yeah. I'm just throwing down some like really cliche quotes today. <laughs> get it, get it. <laughs> but they're relevant. They're so yeah. relevant. Maybe there's a cliche quote for each code today. We'll see. And if there are, you'll you'll be the one to find it. So <laughs> or deliberate. Totally. <laughs> and you know, the the essence of Kings of Hearts, our, our organization is around community. It's around community mm -hmm. building. It's around like, let's get together. 
Yeah. We, we never send a man off on his own. There's always some level of accountability or, or group work or an event. Even this podcast, it's not one person just sitting here talking to himself. We're together. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's in our yeah. DNA. It's beautiful. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Number four. Number four. Your word is only as good as the authentic action that follows it. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Elaborate. Why are you laughing? Just, I just want to hear what you have to say. Oh. <laughs> the, yeah, the thing that comes up for me is around. Okay. So now okay, I'm just going to say, first of all, we're transitioning out of self-awareness here and we're going into character. So this, yep. this code falls under the character pillar. Yeah. And the character pillar is uh, a lot of it is about like your values, your, your integrity, right. Uh, your, your word and your action, your thought, your word, your action, things can align. And this code specifically talks about your word is just 50% of your integrity. What's the follow through? Yeah. Can you finish what you start? Can yeah. you commit to what you say you're going to do? Can you speak out what you think, what you have in your thoughts? Can you communicate that clearly? Right. And then can you follow up that up with action? There's mm-hmm. this, I think, energy about being consistent across the board and being able to say less and do more, you know? Yep. Uh, over, over, what's the saying? You don't want to overpromise and underdeliver. You want to, you want to do the latter, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, and and I think that the word authentic action means that you're coming from a place of, of awareness. You're coming, you're coming from a conscious place. You're not just acting to please people. You're not just acting to prove something. You're not just acting to get a sense of a better self worth or anything like that. You know, like external motivation, authentic. Action means you're doing it from a grounded place and that you know that this, this action is tied to your standards of integrity, your values, your code. I love that. I don't have much else to say. <laughs> I feel like if I talk, I just be repeating everything you said. So, and yes, repetition is good. However, uh, in this context, I think you, said it really well. Yeah. It's like keeping those little promises. And the other thing I'll say is like, this word is not just the word you keep with other people. I think even most importantly is the word that you keep with yourself. Four agreements, be impeccable with your word, be impeccable with your word, be impeccable with with your word. And it starts with you. It's typical to find a lot of um, men in the industry and the community and organizations that we are a part of and work in that Men keep really good word with other people, but then, but then they break the promises with themselves. And that is what we call the nice guy. That's part of the nice guy syndrome. Yeah. Is he's doing things for other people so well, pleasing them. But when it comes to showing up for himself, he, he just doesn't. Yeah. All right. Feeling complete. Okay. Next one. Open heart, strong spine, sharp mind. Yeah. 
I feel like for this one, there's a line that we wrote in here. It is not about perfection. It's about progression. And, mm-hmm. and what comes up for me reading this right away is just, and everything that you do as a king of heart, keep your heart open. Mm. I look back and I reflect on the number of times I kept my heart closed out of fear, out of scarcity, you name it, from a place of lack. And looking back in those moments, I don't think it ever truly served me. Mm. And I look back and reflect and say that wasn't a healthy version of my character. Yeah. You know, and so with that being said, it's like king, men, yeah, like it hurts and it sucks and it's scary. And can you still keep your heart open? And can you still have consciousness? And can you still be present? Right. And those are all indicators that reflect back on your character. Mm. You know, and so yeah. I'll stop there. That's what comes up for me. Nice. I'll add to this code by saying for me, what comes up is self-care. Mm. Is that is that a king is responsible for for his for his mind, body, and soul? He is responsible. He he it's on it's on his his own volition to be getting the type of care that he needs, whether that be therapy, whether that be uh, exercise, whether that be breath work in the morning, whether it's looking and making an audit of his food and diet and seeing what he's eating and providing better, better nutrition for himself. For me, that keeps a sharp mind that keeps a strong spine and that, and that self-care is an act of self-love, which Mm. for me touches on that piece of the open heart, you know? Yeah. Um, He's responsible for these things. You are king. You are responsible for these things yourself. Do not Mm -hmm. put the onus on anyone else, but you, it starts with you. Yep. Right. There could be obstacles in your way. There could be external challenges that want to prevent you from keeping an open heart, from keeping a strong spine or a sharp mind. And how will you show up in in that, in the midst of all that? Yep. It's the responsibility of the King. So. Well said. Sheesh. (laughs) All right. All right, man. Next one. Go. That's you. I know. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Nice. Number six. (laughs) There's not a podcast without Yanuka laughing at my, my conscious jester. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Number six is it may not be your fault. (laughs) Good segue. It may not be your fault and it is not, and it is your, it is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. Good segue from, I didn't even see, honestly see that. I swear. <laughs> um, yeah. The character pillar has, has so much to do with the, with the aspect of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes a King differ from a Prince is the King yeah. will We'll, we'll take ownership and look at his ways and really make the change happen. Look at, look at the gaps, look at the leaks in the container and the hole, the holes in the, in the overall structure and be like, okay, how, how did this happen? What part did I play in this happening? 
and what will what needs to happen going forward for these holes and these gaps to be rectified mm-hmm. and here's the thing it's like those holes and those gaps it might not even be your fault yeah like someone may just walk through your kingdom and like kick down a wall okay it's not your fault that's someone else went and did that but who's responsible for either rebuilding that or put, putting in place the systems and the people to help rebuild that piece of the wall. Yeah. And I'm using yeah. the wall and the kingdom and the, the, the city walls and all these things as a metaphor for your, your being, your life, your job, your relationship, your health. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate about this one. I feel charged right now. <laughs> it's good. I so yeah, that. that's what, that's what comes up for me, man. I love that. What comes up for me is is around the king being in a leadership position, having his people to take care of. He takes when things go well. I, and, and again, like I remember hearing this, a leader, when things go well, he's quick to praise the people, the individuals that did well. When things go wrong, he's also quick to take responsibility because he was leading. Mm-hmm. Do you see the juxtaposition there? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I remember, I remember watching this NFL game and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to name any names or teams. However, this one team ended up losing. And the media were, were asking the quarterback and the coach, like, what went wrong? Da, 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 da. And the coach put his hand up and he was like, hey, so-and-so ran the play. He did what he was supposed to do. It was my call. I would take, I take responsibility for that. Mm. I freaking love that. Yes. The coach isn't on the play. Isn't on the, isn't on the pitch throwing the football. However, he called the play. He led the quarterback. Listened. He did what he was supposed to do. They executed it properly. However, it didn't go to plan. We lose the game. All right. Cool. Mm. Right. In that moment, I would have lost absolute respect for this coach if he was like, yeah, the quarterback didn't do what he was supposed to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, dude, like, that's why you're the coach. The quarterback isn't the coach. Mm-hmm. Take responsibility. Whatever transpires. And then you act from a place of love, of groundedness. Okay. Right idea, better execution, right? Mm. That's all I got. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, like um, if you're listening to this right now and you've made it this far, you just ask yourself right now, like what areas need my need a little bit more responsibility? What areas in my life could use a little bit of ownership on my part? Ask yourself that. See what comes up. Sure. All right, number seven. Be willing not ready. Yeah, it's a good one. Vulnerability pillar now. Vulnerability pillar right now. Be willing, not ready. Um, yeah, I can relate to this one a lot. And even now I struggle with it because sometimes the narrative I have is I need to have all my ducks in a row <laughs> before, before da-da-da, right? Da-da-da, yeah. And it's just like, Yes and no, you know, and mm, well said. it's, it's a little bit of both. Right. And it's, 
And in both scenarios, it's operating from a place of love and abundance, not scarcity and fear. Right. And I realized for myself, that is the deciding piece. Right. And so, yeah, man, like you, you don't, you don't need to have it all together all the time, have all the correct wording, have all the tools on the tool belt, blah, 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 before you go pull the, before you go execute. Yeah. You I don't think, have to, you don't have to wait for all the lights to turn green before you go. Yeah. Yeah. Take the first step and trust in your leadership to handle the rest of whatever comes up. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. vulnerable. And, and I just want to circle back and that's vulnerable. That's vulnerable yeah. because a lot of guys, you know, we, when we're in our mind, we want, we want to have, we want to be prepared sometimes per- perfectionists almost. Yeah. And we got to challenge that because leadership from the heart isn't about being perfect. Exactly. And, and do like, and I absolutely get it. I get it for the masculine sitting here in 2023, this desire and willingness to have it all down. Because if you think about it, K to 12, what are we teaching people? Get it right. Figure it out now. Right. Do it right now. But what do you mean? You don't know it. If you don't know it, then low key, then maybe like you're less than as a man or your masculinity is questioned or you fill in the blank versus if we were teaching kids like, Hey, like K to 12 and even beyond even post-secondary. Hey, like I just want you to fail forward every day in love. That would look a lot different. Mm. The awareness and the self-efficacy and the tenacity that we would build internally with that type of attitude and mindset would allow us to be willing <laughs> and not ready and be okay with that. Yeah. And that's why it's the seventh code and not number one. <laughs> All right. Like, like to your, to your point, it's like, if you, if, you know, if you get your, you know, re reimagine your redefine and reimagine your relationship with your emotions. You're leading with curiosity. You're getting around good people, conscious men, conscious women. You, f- you have good integrity with your word. You have an open heart, spine, sharp mind. You take ownership and responsibility in many areas of your life. When you arrive at willingness or readiness, you'll, you'll do it. You'll, you'll, by that point already, this is just a reminder yeah. Because we all need reminders. Well done to tie that all together. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. That's why I pay me the big bucks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that's good. Anything else there? No, but I think it's a good segue into the next one, which is there you go. feeling the fear and moving forward anyways. You know, when we, when you're... When you're at the edge in your life on anything, there will be fear, mm-hmm. some level or texture of it. And that's okay. Yeah. And I think one of the reasons why we have this, I believe that one of the reasons why we have this as a code is because we, in 2023 culture and society, there's messaging sometimes, maybe less now than there were before, at least from my, my viewpoint. But there's there's been messaging around no fear, mm-hmm. fearless, fearless, 
Yeah. And when, you know, the Kings of Hearts, we actually don't, we don't align with that because fear, like we, like any other emotion is information for you. Mm -hmm. And we're in the business of not suppressing anymore, any emotions, especially the most uncomfortable ones. Yeah. Anger, fear, shame, loneliness, those types of emotional experiences are uncomfortable. And we're trying to teach the Kings that it's okay to be uncomfortable. Actually, it's probably really good for your nervous system to feel that discomfort and to be able to move through it instead of avoid it, instead of dust it under the carpet, instead of deflecting, right? And so this is leadership is like, let's not suppress any emotions, including fear. And with that in mind, choosing to move through it anyways. Yeah. Fear, false evidence appearing real. Fear, forget everything and rise. Yeah. So, yeah, the fear, to me, the fear isn't so much, like the thing that's causing the fear isn't so much the problem. It's more so what's your mindset and attitude and moving through it. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, um, and you said that really well, like we're not trying to suppress fear whatsoever. Again, it's data. So how are you going to use it to your advantage? Right. What is that fear inviting you to look at? And I, I don't know if it was a trailer or a movie or something, but I remember Will Smith saying something like there's a difference between fear and danger. Mm. right and i feel like sometimes in our culture we confuse the two Mm -hmm. right and it's like can we pull those two apart i love that so again can we stop can we get curious can we slow things down hey fear like why are you here talk to me what's up what's like what's underneath the fear right where does it come from where, where did it come from oh. childhood? Just programming. Is this me? How, how have you normally have, how have you acted or reacted from this place in the past? What's your patterning around this fear? Like yep. there's so much to fear, right? And mm. that's what we mean by feel it and don't suppress it. And then moving, moving forward or moving through it instead of away or instead of pausing and postponing and avoiding, right? Yeah. There's so much less in there. It's not about being reckless. We're Mm -hmm. not, we're not telling guys like feel fear and do whatever anyways, jump off it, like jump off that cliff. No, no, no. This is more (laughs) about, this is actually a lot more about the internal world than it, than it is about the external world. Cause the external world is just going to be a byproduct of how you, how close you can get in discovering what is deeper underneath the, like, you know, the iceberg. It's just the tip of the iceberg Mm -hmm. underneath it is this massive thing, right? Amen. Well said. Yeah. All right. All right, man. Number nine, make time for play. Andy's favorite. <laughs> These days. These days. Uh, again, under that vulnerability piece, uh, for the modern man, this idea of play. I feel like I feel like like anything. Stop saying like. <laughs> 
what the, was that some inner talk was that some inner talk there you know stop talk. saying like you're right uh with play it can we can swing the pendulum super conscious and super unconscious when it comes to play right and in our culture in this day and age people are gaming more than ever right and for some people that's numbing and suppression that is bypassing responsibility and what have you and then there's other people that are that where you, where you can play and it's absolute consciousness and it's connection and it's love and it's filling your cup and it's nourishing so i would say in the day with us what we're just trying to say is king make time for conscious play get creative on what that could look like and be mindful of the inner child that you have within you because he is a part of you like it or not and if he's not getting play he will let you know one way or the other <laughs> yeah the thing about the king the thing about the king archetype is he can get too serious in his life purpose mission code value right. self development you name it money making <laughs> family providing all yeah. these things and the and energetically the, it can just get imbalanced out of harmony mm -hmm. yeah and plays i would i i look at it in three parts is work there's like purpose which like which is the thing i just described like purpose as in like providing wealth business all these things right and then there's rest and then there's play there's trifecta And and rest is different than play. Oh yeah, it is. It's a different energy. Rest is like let's nourish, let's fill the, let's just let's slow down. Uh, whereas play could be like, it could be tussling, it could be it could be fast movement, uh, but it's fun. And you're like you said, your inner child is active and seen and heard and acknowledged, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. This one's a big one for me because I'm exploring it at the moment like re re exploring play and and games and all these things and i think it's beautiful for me because i have i'm so much more aware and conscious like i have boundaries i have stipulations it's like i'm not going to play unless my responsibilities have been fulfilled for the day um that's one and i'm not going to play unless yeah if if i'm feeling a certain difficult emotion and i'm i'm reacting by jumping on a video game or playing with uh, something for me, I have to slow that down because that processing or that feeling of the emotion needs to come before play. Otherwise play becomes, um, numbing. So those are my stipulations. It's like, I can't be like really emotional. I got to process that first and my responsibilities for the day need to be met. Yeah. And only, and only I gauge that, you know, I gauge, decide how much or where that starts and where that ends. But mm -hmm. yeah, it's cool. It's a really good place to be. Love that. Yeah. Okay. Number 10, go for it. Stand for something bigger than yourself. Now we're moving into service. Yeah. You know, a lot of this stuff that we've talked about, like your values and your curiosity and your emotions is a lot of inner. Now we're thinking a little bit outer. I was like, what do you, what do you serve? Who do you serve? The macro of the kingdom. 
the macro of the kingdom. Exactly. Right. What is, what is your vision? What mm -hmm. is your mission? Right. What are you, what are you here to do? And it doesn't mean that it needs to be grandiose. When we say stand for something big, it doesn't mean like it has to be this, like you got to do Ted talks and start multi kajillion dollar business or like start like three charities in three different countries across the world, helping children. You know what I mean? Like it does, that's awesome. And it doesn't need to be that sometimes yeah. standing for something bigger than yourself could be something very personal. It could be, I want to create some generational wealth. So my grandchildren can, can, can navigate with a little bit more ease than I did. Mm -hmm. It could be that. Yeah. Comes up for you. I think that's great. I think you hit the nail on the head. It doesn't have to be this grandiose, massive scale global operation. It can be as, yeah, it can be as simple as creating generational wealth for your family. It can also be as simple as just doing, doing some good in your community, however that looks, right? Get creative have fun with it maybe you do team runs or group sweat in the community you arrange that maybe it's book night or whatever the case might be again it's just it's looking outside of yourself and providing i would say a service to others knowing full well that like this is your contribution this is your your offering to the world which goes really well into number 11, but I don't want to jump there yet if we're not already done with 10. So I think it's pretty clear, man. It's pretty self-explanatory. Okay, great. So number 11, give from the overflow, not from the cup. And yeah, King, make sure you're giving from a full cup. Make sure you're giving from the overflow and you're not giving <laughs> the cup away. Uh, sounds like, some nice guy tendencies there big time um, yeah and and to know king that like you are responsible for filling that cup first and foremost you know Yunuku, you do the work you do 80 percent, and then and then andy sohan hafiz hoa whoever else mom dad can come or in the rest and what have you however i'm not relying on them for I'm not relying on them to fill my cup because if not, I'm always going to be searching external. Mm. I will always be looking outside of myself for validation, for love, for you name it. And that is a very unhealthy place to be because the reality of it is like it or not King and listen to my heart when I say this, you're not always, they're not always going to be around. Mm. Whether that is geographically, whether that's within proximity, whether or not they're, we're on the same dimension. And so you mm. need to be mindful of that. Well said. You sound like a poet right now. You're getting more poetic as we, as we get closer <laughs> to number 12. You have more of like a deeper voice than you're talking with. Boys. It's my radio. <laughs> yeah. It's my radio voice. <laughs> it's good.
Give from the overflow, not from the cup. Yeah. But the piece that I'll add to this is your cup doesn't always need to be full. Like that's not the goal. The goal is to learn how to fill it constantly. Check in with it. Where's my cup today on a scale of one to 10 right now in this moment? How's my cup? Just like close your eyes and breathe and give yourself a quick audit. And from there, be like, okay, where do I want it to be? And then from there, what's one thing I can do to take it there, to take it a bit closer to where I want it to be. Just start there. But I really do want to stress the importance of don't try to maintain a perfect cup. That's not the point. That's not the point. There's no such thing as that. You're going to be in a world of different kind of hurt. (laughs) But But the paradox is by trying to sustain a perfect cup, you're actually emptying your cup because that takes a whole different level of effort to sustain perfection. Mm-hmm. So what we're empowering you to do, King, is to learn ways to fill your cup. Really look at the pieces and acknowledge that you're not perfect. Your cup is going to get drained and then you're just going to refill it again. It's going to get drained again and you're going to refill it again. You're going to get drained again and you're going to refill it again. Right? And you're going to get creative with what that looks like, how that feels. And you're going to yeah. learn, you're going to learn boundaries. You're going to learn about okay, my cup is at a seven. My, my sister's asking me to do this favor. Um, a seven feels good for me. Great. I'm going to say yes to that versus my cup is at a three out of 10. And my wife says, honey, I need you to do this, this, this. I, she gives you a list of 25 things to do. And you're a yes, man. Well, you got to be a no man now because you'll be, you got to look at your beloved and say, my love, I'm at a three right now. And if I do this, A, I'm going to be pleasing you by saying yes, or, and I'm going to be draining, I'm going to bring myself to a zero and that's going to affect us in a different way. So Mm -hmm. how can we ask for help so that this need of yours can get done, can be met for our home or for you so that neither of our cups are being drained? That's leadership to me. Is knowing when to say no and then not just no and then like, going to your room and closing the door. Yeah. Right. That's boy. No. Yep. What's, what's King? No. King. No is no, I, th- I cannot do this for you. And how can we get this done without both of us needing to be in it? Jeez. Wheezy out. Well done. <laughs> King. Good. King. There's always, a fo- there's always some level of follow through or leadership here. Yeah. 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 Well said. I freaking love that. And and the last thing I'll say on this is also be mindful of who is taking from your cup or who you're allowing to take from your cup. That's equally as important, King. Yeah. But surround yourself with people that also want to see you in it and aren't vampire stealers. Mm. Or I shouldn't say vampire, just vampires. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Number 12. Vampire stealers? Oh, you're not going to get away with that one. I'm going to follow up with you on that. (laughs) What you're meaning. Just vampires like they're draining. That's all. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, Bloodsuckers. Leeches. There you go. That's all I meant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Dracula. (laughs) Blade, actually. Blade. (laughs) Hey, last, last one, man. Your a mess is your message. 
which is an interesting one to have because you know a part of service is you if you're in a you're king in a, in a position of service people look to you mm-hmm. for certain aspects and uh something that is overlooked i'd say and this is the reason why i believe it's on here it's part of our code is it's overlooked uh, our our own experience and story, our own struggle is overlooked. We overlook it as a piece of something that could actually help someone else. Yeah. And maybe you don't need to start that nonprofit. Maybe you don't need to provide for your community. Maybe your story within itself is enough of mm-hmm. a piece of service for somebody else along the way that may be following a similar path as you. So, Amen. Don't hesitate to share your story. Um, if you can, remove any shame, any judgment you have towards yourself and your own experience. Clear that up a little bit. Clean that up a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and own it. Own your story. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Your mess is your message. Yeah. And for all you know, you going through the mess was a part of the beautiful design from the beginning. And now you can communicate to the rest of us how to go through it with grace, with poise, and what have you. And now we can use your hindsight as our foresight. Right? So so little do you know, (laughs) yes, it was a mess to you. To us, it's liquid gold. It's like the treasure map, right? Like that. So there you go, King. Yeah. All right, man. So good, bro. So good. Yeah. Do you do you want to wrap this up? Like, uh, what do you want to say to wrap this code up? We, we, we went through all 12. Anything you want to share to, I would, to, to tie the ribbon? My closing remarks are go back and listen to our pre to our pre wow go back and listen to our preface <laughs> at the beginning of this podcast the, because the instructions yeah instructions because we give some really good attitude and mindset around a code and if you didn't like our codes hey man get creative get curious and make your own and I would say no more than like twelve truthfully. there's no need because at the end of the day you want to be able to remember it when when you're in those sticky situations or you're not sure you can come back to the code if you got 12 that you got to remember it just makes a little bit more harder versus if you got four or five that you can remember Mm. even three truth love positivity truth love abundance then you you know you can remember those Mm. so that's that's how i would end things I like that. <laughs> Great. I got nothing else to add. I think I said a lot of, about about this code in the beginning. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, uh, if you're listening to this right now, reach out to us if you have any questions. You know, and uh, let us know which one stands out for you the most. Pick one out of the twelve and be like, "Hey, this one is the most." alive for me shoot us a shoot us a message on instagram or reach out to us on our website and let us know engage with us there's yanuko and i are 
someone from our team will definitely be there to engage with, with you back. So yeah, let us know which, which one of these codes resonates with you most and why. Later, people. Thank you for taking the time. If you made it this far, <laughs> you are awesome. Thanks for making time to listen to the King of Hearts podcast. We hope you found something meaningful and impactful in today's dialogue. This conversation with us ends here. However, the conversation with you and your community also starts here. Follow us on Instagram at thekingsof.hearts for everything King of Hearts. And our website is www.kingshearts.com. Until we meet again, be well. Thank you.